Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, aka the Canadian Assassin, and I am not alone. We have a full house in the new year. So we're gonna start. We're changing it up a little bit. So we're gonna start. We have Emily May hailing from the Valley. She's the United Wrestling Network on-air correspondent. So like she's she's stepping up in the world and stuff like that. She's doing big things. So welcome, Emily. Hey, happy new year, everyone. Happy New Year. And then we have the number one Catwoman, also the number one uh, resourcer or person that puts out a lot of pictures all the time and they're very sexual in a good way. Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. So Emily got an upgrade and you gave me a downgrade. I'm a professional it's not, wrestler. It's not a down, it's not a downgrade. It's not a downgrade. The pictures are the pictures are amazing. There's one, you know, I anyways, mean, I know we'll, they're we'll amazing, but that's not my introduction. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll take it back. She's also a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. I feel unwelcome. <laughs> we love you, Sarah. <laughs> Oh, it's love, Sarah. And we have another special guest co-host. Uh, she is a freelance writer for Uproxx, Fanside, WWE, and Diva Dirt. Please welcome Emily P. Hi. Nice to meet uh, everybody in the women's wrestling talk uh, universe out there. You're probably like saying, what the hell is going on? That was the weirdest <laughs> intro ever. But you know, we just are very unorthodox. And it's not about us. It's about our amazing guest. So I'm very, very excited, as you can tell, because she's a fellow Canadian. So that's the most important part, I think. Uh, she's also the former TNA Knockouts champion and former TNA Tag Team champion. She's a podcaster. She's a mother, as you can hear. And she's also a firefighter. Please welcome Taylor Wilde. Hey. hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just hop in it. So um, I was listening to a couple of your interviews. We're going to kind of do the, the, the official stuff first and then kind of, you know, get back to nitty gritty. Um, I was listening to a couple of your interviews and some of them you were talking about coming out of retirement. So Taylor Wild 2.0 Resurrection. What promotion are you going to be working with? Because you haven't said it thus yet. No, no. And I... I... So I, I can say I am signed and it is okay. to a promotion and I will be back on TV supposed to start this month, but okay. due to the political climate as it is and a bunch of administrative boring stuff, I'm not able to start this month, but hopefully next month. And I'm still going to leave the promotion as a surprise as just be better for everybody. It's a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> I know you can't say the promotion, but yeah. does it start with the letter I? <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's not. It's not not starting with the letter I. Okay. But it's also not not starting with the letter A or W. w. Or okay. I'm just, I'm going to leave it in the wind. I don't know. Interesting. I will say, though, that this promotion has a strong-ass women's division. and. Okay so excited to be a part of it like these are all women i haven't had the chance to work with since i've retired these are all the new generation and uh mm -hmm. it's a really exciting place to be right now so yeah interesting you said some key words investigative journalism yeah you said some key words that were mentioned on this 
particular promotion that I think that I know that you're going to be signed to. So we'll, we'll, you know, I know for, you have to keep it under wraps, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to put a prediction out there and I think I'm going to be right. So we can just leave it at that. So tell us about like firefighters. So you, obviously you, you've been a wrestler for a very long time, then you retired from wrestling and then you became a firefighter. Like how did that, what was that transition like? Yeah, sure. So like at the end of my professional wrestling career, um, I had done all I could do. You know, the storylines were kind of washing out for me and I just felt like I needed more. Wrestling was very different at that time, even that high of a level. There was no security. Uh, wrestlers weren't on salaries when I was with TNA anyways. And, you know, if the writers didn't write you into the storyline, you didn't get booked, you didn't get booked, you didn't get paid. And I was sick of being a little bit of a nomad. I you know, Toronto was my home, but it didn't feel like home because I was on the road every two weeks. So I was looking for something that gave me the same level of fulfillment that was just as exciting, but was something stable and consistent and felt normal, for lack of a better term. Like running into a burning building when everyone's running out isn't everyone's cup of tea of normal, but for a professional wrestler. <laughs> so... I had looked into all the emergency services. I knew that I wanted to do something that I could give back to the community. I was lucky enough at the end of my TNA career that I was doing a lot of ambassador work for Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I felt that that sort of charitable work was, I don't know, my heart melted. It, I felt this type of fulfillment that I had never felt before. So I knew I wanted to give back in some way. The cops do a job that I have the utmost respect for, but it takes a really specific type of personality to be a cop. And I just, I simply don't have it. I laugh too much. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I see the humor and everything and that just doesn't adhere to what a cop wants to be. And then as far as paramedicine goes, I had a huge interest in it. It's just every day is not saving lives. It's can be really monotonous, really backbreaking. And firefighting is just so diverse. We run medical calls, we run fires, we run car crashes, we run things I don't even want to talk about right now. <laughs> Have you ever saved a cat from a tree? Oh, God. Okay, so... Here's the thing. This is a terrible firefighter joke, but have you ever seen a cat skeleton in a tree? No, because they always get down. <laughs> but I have legitimately, we're not, we don't really do it, but like, because people don't actually call 911 for the cat, but we have had cats that have been like stuck in eaves troughs or stuck between two pitched roofs. We have gone up on an aerial truck kind of non-emergency and save some cats, but never in a tree because they always come down. <laughs> have you, have you applied any of like your wrestling experience and training to your firefighting? Oh my God, 100%, but not in the way you think. So being a female wrestler, as you know, your chances are you're 20 to one with guys on the road. You know, you're, you're traveling circus. You essentially live together. You work together. You see each other way too intimately in change rooms and, you know, you just become this, this family. With firefighting, 2% of the population of the firefighting community in North America are women. So the side of the job, like I'm at a fire hall where there's like 60 guys. I'm the only girl in the entire hall. That's four different shifts, three trucks. So I learned how to be one of the guys without losing who I am. I don't swear anymore. I don't pretend to be tougher. I am who I am. And I'm hoping like that part of my personality will help 
ease other women into the fire department or career in fire. So, and then of course, just being a wrestler helped me transition into the fire hall for the guys because my nickname for years was just the wrestler. You know, it kind of desexualized me in a way because you could just go on the internet and see what you need to see. Like, <laughs> there was no questions. You could see me in a bikini. So that was always kind of like a, a bonding experience. So truly wrestling and firefighting were this beautiful bonding experience for all of us. And um, yeah. And, and that's the other thing. My crew is so excited that uh, I'm going to be back to TV and they're more upset that they can't get on a coach bus and come to wherever we are in the States. Mm. Another clue. <laughs> that, that will be really awesome when they can come, um, you know, even for an angle, like, oh, yeah, the pan the camera. Here's all the firefighters. Oh, oh. oh yeah. And they are not well-balanced individuals. Like, it would, <laughs> there would be a lot of clothes missing, a lot of alcohol poisoning. I mean, like, it's a stressful job. We all have to release in different ways. But, yeah, it would be a laugh. It would, there would be a lot of belly paint, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, going back to like your extensive career as a wrestler. Um, so I'm in the process of uh, writing a book now. And in, in that process, it's kind of cathartic because I'm like reliving a lot of stuff that I did. Yeah. So when you think of your career, is there like a certain match or a certain friendship or bond that like that's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about your wrestling career? Oh, for sure. I would say it's twofold. So the beginning of my career on the independence, myself and Tiana Ringer, we trained together and it was essentially just the two of us. So we wrestled each other a bazillion times. So we had this sisterhood, this relationship that I could never have with anyone else because we basically got each other started. And then when I started working for WWE, actually, I guess it was through the Indies, I had met Samoa Joe at ROH and he is like my big brother we we fell in love in a totally platonic way like there is like no like there is zero uh anything that is not platonic between us and that man makes me like no one can make me laugh like that guy like I love my husband but it is just a, like a totally different relationship so he's always been my person that's all I can say Joe's awesome he's he's a really really good dude and he's fucking killing it man he's killing it he is such like a, a good dude he once, yeah. he once held my purse for me when i went to the bathroom oh. like what a oh. great guy he's so called a joe wait you can't just skirt over that like how what where was this like how do you where was <laughs> <Angeles. laughs> yeah but like were you back like how did that even happen? It was, like, it was I was a party. We were just chilling, you know, and I had to go to the bathroom and I was drunk. So I was like, hey, can you hold my purse? Not thinking about it, you know? And and then when I came back, he was guarding it so carefully that I was like, I, I like it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, hello, drunk Sarah. You just have to go to hold your purse. But when I came back, he like really took it seriously. And I was like, first of all, I'm sorry. But second of all, thank you. Yeah. Joe is like the party catalyst. Like, I. I'm a total extroverted introvert. Like if I have my choice, I just want to go home after the show or back to the hotel. I want to put on sweatpants, watch TV, wash off my makeup. Like I am not fun. But when I'm out, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so he's always like, he made sure that I enjoyed every state, every port country <laughs> we're ever in. But he, you always knew you were safe with him. Even if you ended up on a stripper pole in some underground 
strip club in Germany, but you were saying. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a story. A very, that's a very German thing. This right. so <laughs> do host, like so German. Like I can't even get into the details of the story because we'll be here for a year. Like there are so many quotes. <laughs> like that's a whole episode in itself. We'll there have was, a special episode for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of well-known people on the roster that were on a stage, and uh, the strippers were watching us. So that's a whole other story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you recently had Samojo on your podcast yeah. and you talked a lot about the impact that he had on your life. So what's some life lessons that he instilled onto you in uh, your career? Oh man. I think the biggest thing is, and it's, it's simple, but it's just always, you have to be your own biggest advocate. No one is going to do shit for you. Like you are just a wheel you know, like you're just a cog in the wheel. And as a woman in the business, especially off the back of that divas era and being in my early twenties and having grown up in the business in my formative years, I was always so like, okay, yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Like I'll do whatever you want for, you know, whatever you want me to do. Uh, and I never really stood up for myself. I never really stood up for my worth. And, and he always instilled that. And it seems so natural for him. And, and it, it shouldn't have been masculine, feminine, male or female. It's just, you know, you've got to fight for what is yours. And it took me a long time to hear him. <laughs> uh, but I get it now. And uh, yeah, I see his big fat face every time. I'm like, I own this shit. <laughs> I just see like Joe's lobby head like floating in my mind. <laughs> I love you, Joe. <laughs> So um, I have a, so there's a suggestion that I totally forgot. So our, one of our last, uh, it was kind of like a Christmas surprise. We had Trish Stratus on the show. I was going through some old clips and Evan T. Mack, who's a former host now signed to, T, uh, to uh, WWE. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the Canadian connection. Yeah. Like how just for some reason, like I throw out Canadian and like, you know, for some reason, like people will come on the show and I appreciate that. Now here's a question slash suggestion. I don't know. It, it might be possible now with female Canadian wrestlers. Is there like a group chat floating around like you, Gail, Natalia? Like, is there one floating around? And if not, I suggest that, you know. Yeah. That, you know what? That's a great idea. Because uh, I, I it's we probably just make it more complicated because we all talk, but we just don't have one big group. So why are we not being inclusive? Why are we being assholes? You're right. Absolutely. You should get a big group. <laughs> no, that's a great idea, especially in the current climate we're in. And then TK would like to be added to the group once. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you can be an admin girl. Yeah, that, that's it. I just want to see. Just want to see what's going on. I, I kind of uh, want to be an honorary Canadian. <laughs> Can I? Um, oh, that's pulling a thread. That is pulling a thread. We can't let Americans in. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. Now, here's the question. So now that the fact that we don't know what promotion you're going to, can you pick between? We'll just we'll just uh, we'll just say for now between WWE, AEW, and Impact, mm -hmm. who you would like to have match with from each promotion? Okay, right off the hop. Uh, Io Shirai, like, hands down. I am so infatuated with that woman, like, uh, as talent. There has not been a competitor to date that can move the way she moves in terms of, like, she is good absent of gender. And Homegirl isn't young. 
per se. Like she's not 25, like she's 30, 31. And, and that changes the game. Cause even me, I'm 34. I don't feel 24 anymore. I still can move, but like it hurts more and the recovery takes longer. But yeah, hands down, Yushirai would be like my number one dream match. Definitely Deanna Perrazzo. She brings this incredible energy that is different to anything you're seeing in female wrestling right now. Like her work is all about being methodical. And I feel like there's such uh, a population of women's wrestling that has moved to almost like this X division uh, cruiserweight style of wrestling. And she's kind of brought this other element Uh, and tactically she's sound. uh, And I think we could have a stellar match and killer Kelly. So we're not talking about big promotions here. I, she was formerly NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's a free agent. We did see her in Impact not that long ago um, in the tag team tournament. So her thing with me is I've never seen a female wrestler do what she does. Like she is like a little female Chris Benoit. Like she brings the energy and I love her wrestling style and it makes me really excited. So I would love to wrestle with her, whatever company she ends up in. Uh, I have a question about your wrestling past. So your first big angle in TNA was with Awesome Kong. And I'm wondering how was it to work with her and was there anything that you learned working from her? Because she was pretty experienced at the time. For sure. It was a pretty high pressure situation to get into because I had sort of been known on the indies at that time, but basically I was coming into a company. There had been a huge roster of females. 13 new impacts were hired a few months before I came in. They had built up this amazing locker room, this amazing piece of TNA. Here comes Lil Taylor Wilde, who is going to jump out from the crowd, beat Awesome Kong and become the new women's champion. So, or TNA knockouts champion. So, you know, that was sink or swim. Like I had a serious amount of pressure on me and Awesome Kong, Kia, obviously an incredible talent. She made a huge name for herself in Japan. She was well known in North America on the Indies. And she was so old school in her approach with me. That's like the most politically correct way I could say. She did not hold my hand. <laughs> like she was like, you are going to earn this shit. And I wouldn't want it any other way because that's how I grew up. That's the end. Like that's the kind of school of hard knocks, old school world I came into. So I was ready. I didn't care. I was ready. This is my shot. I just came out of WWE. I was tired of that shit. I was ready to do something new and have my moment. So working with her was incredible. Like we said, she's an amazing talent and we got to tell the classic David and Goliath story, but the female version, I feel like we killed it and we ended up being really good friends and we traveled on the road together all the time. We were like friggin' Ebony and Ivory (laughs) and uh, yeah, we, we ended up being sisters and you know, she's like a tough businesswoman. She's a a tough competitor. She's really serious about her position in the industry, but girl's got a big heart. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. She has a big heart. So uh, I I learned so much from her both in life and in the ring. I wouldn't even know where to start, but uh, she, she was a huge part of my career. And I'm so thankful that we had the storyline that we did, even though she kicked my ass consistently for three years on TV. Um, (laughs) I would say that was, Definitely the highlight of my professional career was running a storyline against her. And she always looked after me, too, in terms of, you know, like I said, I got my ass kicked for three years. That's hard to do, you know, three nights a week. But I, I was I never got hurt more than bumps and bruises and just general bumping shit. 
So, so this may be this is this not maybe this is a definitely total Mark question. So you have two champ. Well, you had you won two championships and you retire. And like you know, I'm, I'm a former track athlete. I have I still have all my medals in box. Do you get to have a version of your championship that you can just like hang on the wall, or how does it? Like I. So here's the thing. <laughs> With WWE, you're gonna make money. If you win the belt, you are gonna get your replica belt that you can hang on your wall. With TNA at the time, you weren't gonna make a lot of money, but you were gonna have the ability to have creative input to be showcased on the show in a way that women were not being showcased in any other major promotion. But there was only one goddamn belt. And you had to travel with it. You had to protect that shit. You had to take that in your carry-on. You had to tell TSA that it was not a bomb. <laughs> and goddamn it, I did not get a replica belt. <laughs> I have had to travel with my husband's belt. And it is old. It's, it is a hassle. It is a, it's, it's cool. People ask about it. Yeah. But I hear you. I, you know, in the beginning it was hilarious because the guys would be like, oh my God, take a picture with it. But then it was like, I'd be late for my flight and it's like, okay, come on. So, yeah. And it's always an awkward size to pack. Like you're not going to, you always have to bring it with you. And yeah. You can't pack it because what if your bag doesn't come and then you can't like have a paper belt on TV. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah, people don't understand all the weight, literally, sometimes. Yes, it comes exactly. with a championship belt. Just wear it on your waist and call it a day. If I'm lucky enough to hold any type of title, that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to wear it on my coat. Be like, this is what I'm coming through. So as you're getting ready to return to the ring, there's a lot of mental and physical preparation that that involves. Yeah. So how, how have you been getting ready for that process? So we're back down to like a stage one lockdown in Toronto. So pre stage one lockdown, I was training in the ring again, at least once a week for three hours. I've got a really incredible wrestling family here um, at super kicked wrestling school in Toronto, watching new video, catching up on what I missed. That's not distracting at all. Um, (laughs) And um, in terms of uh, like the aesthetic and functional fitness aspect, because of my job, I never, I haven't stopped working out four or five days a week since I was 16 years old. I played hockey, started playing hockey when I was six, and it's, it's just who I am. Cleaned up my diet a little bit. <laughs> uh, but like I started doing two days again, which I haven't done in a really long time in terms of waking up, doing cardio on an empty stomach, living my life, and then, you know, hitting the weights later on in the evening. I'm actually not even doing to look an aesthetic, a pleasing way. I'm just doing it because mentally it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm working towards something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm ticking all the boxes uh, of all the physical stuff, but what I'm doing this time, which I didn't do the first time around is I got myself not a manager, but a sister sort of thing. Like that was something else Joe had always said, you can't do this on your own. 
Like you can only take yourself so far and you're not like, I'm an athlete. I'm not an actress. I'm not a model. I learned a lot of that stuff as I went. So I've got a girlfriend, a very dear friend. who's my producer and editor of my podcast. She's also my fire chief's wife. Uh, she was going to be my doula, but I had to have a C-section. So she wasn't my doula. And she uh, has her master's in acting from the university of Florida. She's worked in theater. She's worked in movies. So I've been working on my character, something I hated doing. I hated talking to the camera because I didn't know what to do. It was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like I literally didn't know what to do. So that is like the biggest part about Taylor Wilde, the resurrection is I know who the fuck I am now. And you're going to see it this time. Like I can still wrestle, but I've got more to give. So why, you know, you, you have your, you have your, your child, you're married, you're, you know, you're living life, you're in Toronto. Toronto's a pretty good lifestyle, by the way, just for you guys who don't know. But why, what happened that you're like, you know what, I'm going back to wrestling? Yeah. So I've been really fortunate in the sense that since I've retired, every few years, I'd say I get a phone call from a major company. And I just, I, no, like a resounding no. But uh, like you said, everything's going really well. I have a healthy, beautiful child. I have a stepson. I have a husband. I have a secure job. It's going too well. I got to fuck it up. I got to stir it up. It's too normal. (laughs) Um, Actually, uh, like, you know, I'm joking, but not joking. All of a sudden, I started feeling my biological clock ticking and it wasn't to have another baby. It was like, okay, you know, (laughs) you're 34. Uh, You've been retired for 10 years. I, I didn't ever stop loving wrestling. I just, I was burnt out on so many different levels. You know, because I'm so content and I feel like I'm in a good place, I feel like I can give back to wrestling because I'd be coming back in a place of privilege. I'm coming back as a vet. I'm not coming in as somebody new who's got to work her way up. And I wanted to make sure that if I was coming back into a major promotion, I was going to be in a place where I could give back because I want to be a positive influence and I want to contribute. I don't want to just be some burnt out hag that's like me, you know, like I don't want to to bump. (laughs) Like I want to go. I want to fit in with what's happening, but I also want to give. So that's why now what did your husband or like not to say you know not even putting out there like he gives you permission or anything but like it happened and then you decided like what what the people around you that hadn't experienced your you as a wrestler thought of that decision so my husband is not a wrestling fan but it wasn't a part of his childhood obviously he knows i was a wrestler and you know what he's a really good solid human being and he just wants me to be happy so he supported it. We just thought, okay, well, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Just don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll do my best. Just, you know, the same way my parents, my friends feel. There's obviously this high chance of getting hurt. And a few years ago, I had a really bad concussion. I went, I started training again, just kind of for haha. And that was probably the problem. I was a lot stronger than I used to be. So I jumped from the ring to the top turnbuckle like in one motion, which I could never do before. And I actually overshot the top turnbuckle and I headbutted the steel beam and I cut myself here and here and I lost consciousness, somehow still dismounted, woke up when I landed on my feet, but shit you not, for two weeks, I could not remember the word or 
spell the word the. It was just gone. It was just right. Oh, wow. I've never had post concussion syndrome. Wow. I never had a headache, the nauseous. And I was like, I am 30. What am I doing? Like, I made it thus. I had a whole career and I was fine. And like, now I can't say the. Like, <laughs> That is an important word, and you can't remember it. So you talked about returning to the ring, but as a veteran, and you want to give back to that community. And so what is some advice that you would give to some up-and-coming wrestlers that are just getting started in the business or at a certain stage in their career? What was always told to me is you've got to figure out who you are. And it's so hard because talent are getting younger and younger and younger. And at 17, 18, 21, 25, you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. It took me until I was 30 to really figure it out. If you don't know who you are, just try to react on your gut and do things that are true to you. If they don't feel right, it's probably because it's not right. Don't do anything for free. I know that a lot of things, when you first start out, you get very little money, but you are professional. Professionals get paid for what they do. Even if it's 20 bucks, know your worth. Mm-hmm. Get $20. Don't, because it, it's like a knock on effect or a snowball effect. As soon as you start working for free, just keep going for free. And don't put all your eggs in one basket. Sorry, that's my other thing. Like, uh, I, I taught one class of women after I retired, and Aaliyah came from that class. NXT is Aaliyah. And mm-hmm. one thing I drove home was, like, have, have a plan B. Like, you don't have to make that your primary focus, but, like, have some sort of lateral goal setting. Like, you know, if you don't have an education, think about what you might want to do. Like, just – and you're more of a commodity – when you don't come across as wrestling is your be all end all and your means to an end. That's one thing I learned the hard way was I thought I got to put it all in, but really you'll be more confident if you have something else going on too. And then give you a different type of self-worth. Talking about Aaliyah, I don't know if you could speak to this because maybe that's the, you know, whole Canadian connection thing. She's been on uh, WWE NXT for quite some time. I feel like the angle that she's doing, they're not necessarily utilizing her. But what do you think she should do? Or, I mean, have you spoken to her since? Or what's what's well, going on? The two are wild on. So. so here's the thing with WWE. Like, at least in my experience, when you're a developmental talent, if you kind of reach the year, year and a half mark, and they haven't found anything for you, you're pretty much your expiry date. So here she is on five years and, you know, she's still plugging away. They're using her. Like you said, I don't think they're utilizing her to her, her full, um, full potential. She's an amazing wrestler and she doesn't get to wrestle that much. So <laughs> like I said, the biggest thing is knowing who you are and with WWE, you don't always get to do who you are. You, they tell you who you are. And then you got to run with that sort of thing. And I think because of that, talent doesn't always get to shine. I want her to succeed. I think WWE has always been her goal. So I support her in that. She also has an education. She also has this background in equestrian. I don't know what the full name for it. She's an equestrian. Um, So she has all the other things going on. I would love to see her in another company where she would have more creative control because she actually is like a huge laugh. Like you can see it in her character 
that mm-hmm. there's a lot of personality there, but she's being told to play a role and, you know, she's doing her best, but I would love to see the more athletic side of Leah because right. she, she's a great character and that contributes to a long career. Character is everything, but, um, you know, there's so much more to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens because every time I, I see her, it's just kind of like, you don't see her that often. And then when you do, I'm like, what are they doing? I don't, I'm not understanding what's going on. I know she could be in all those tournaments and mm-hmm. you know, the Shotzi Blackheart, the Io Shirai, the Tony Storm. I'm like Aaliyah can go. She can go. I trained her. Of course she can go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would, just, I'd love to see her wrestle more. I don't know what, I don't know why they're not pulling the trigger. I don't get it. Well, we'll we'll see. Now, um, we did mention uh, your podcast. So you finished um, season one and you're doing season two. And you did mention another interview that you're going to be doing like a different angle to it. Does it encompass like your your training and getting ready for that particular promotion that may or may not start with an I? Has it included that type of stuff? (laughs) Yeah, uh, there will be an episode dedicated purely to like road warrior stories sort of thing. Like the the painful road of getting back in the ring and being in my thirties and having a full-time job and, you know, interviewing the guys that kind of hear it the most. And that's my brothers at the fire hall. So yeah, for sure. There will be an episode dedicated to that. And uh, I do talk to Ilya in uh, season two, which is cool because that is her first interview in six years. That's the first interview they let her do, which is wow. Like the performance center, offers so many incredible uh, coaching sessions that just did not exist when I was in developmental. Like there was one coach and he did the wrestling and he did like promo promo stuff, kind of, sort of. There was no gym. There was no acting coaches. There was no like media training. So she's been getting all this incredible media training for six years, but guess what? You got to get those reps in. So yeah, there's that. I get to kick things off with Trish. I'm uh, ready. You got your, your coattail. So <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, nice her because she she was truly my inspiration getting into this business like you know there's like that hometown element like ah Toronto girls doing it and and she really brought this athletic badass superhero presence to the then divas era and uh you know I I had a picture of uh, like an eight by ten of her in my binder when I was high school in high school and yeah she it's such a trip having her on the podcast and interviewing her and she's a superhuman being she's talking about badass business bitches like yeah too. and so nice and so nice yeah. yeah she's the sweetest like really good looking she's had two kids and she's abs and she's like nice and like oh, i just hate her <laughs> <laughs> she's <still talking words. laughs> all right yeah so we're gonna get it <laughs> yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be like my like that that'll be my like media promotion for this right like right now hate and love uh so we're gonna get into rapid hot tag so what that is is i'm going to ask you a question and you're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind oh dear women's wrestling talk rapid hot tags the hot text is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. It's the nu- it's the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. And if you use the code TK Trinidad five, you get a nice discount. So make sure you go and use that TK Trinidad five Goalie Nutrition. So are you ready? Ready as I'm ever gonna be. <laughs> so, uh, what is your favorite quarantine snack? Popcorn. 
<laughs> Do you prefer working out at home or in the gym? Home. Uh, Smarties or M and M's? M and M's. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Tim Hortons. Fries or poutine? Neither. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. The poutine is weird. Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Psychic powers. And your house containing everything you own catches on fire. After saving your loved ones, a pet, you have time to make one final dash to save one other item. What would it be? My Doc Martens. Your, you said your Doc Martens? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. I did not see it coming. I just said last forever. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I broke it uh, If you were able to live to the age of ninety and retain either the mind or body of a thirty-year-old for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Mind. I'm full on with aging gracefully. Like. But when this goes, smell you later. I'm out. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. I'm, collect I'm collecting all the te my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, you know what you could do is you could partner everybody. Like the ones who want to keep their mind, you pair them with the ones of the body. And, yeah. You know, I mean, so is Emily going to take care of me and you, TK, while we're all like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, my co-host went off the rocker. I don't know. I, I, was, I have a reason. We need to ask Brandon this. Or when Brandon comes on the show on the news segment, you should ask him that. Because I have a feeling he's going to pick body, too. So she'll be, like, taking care of all three of us. But, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Oh, me and, and Sarah are body all the time. and TK are body, and I'm mind. Okay, I'm with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I, what I tell myself now, like, even getting back into like two days and workouts, I'm like, yeah. man, like, I have to make sure that, you know, if I end up, because I also got my will done and my life insurance and all this other stuff. And I'm like, if anything happens to me, I, all, all I really want is to make sure I look good in the casket. Like, otherwise, <laughs> take a picture. So. Okay. That's, that's my that's my motivation for like my cardio in the morning. So say lovey. Um yeah. so we <laughs> ask it. Oh no. I want to be can't relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna hit star of the week really quick. Women's wrestling talk, star of the week with Sarah the Rebel. Star of the week is brought to you by label my keys. Use code WW Talk. That's capital W, capital W, capital T. WW Talk for 50% off all orders. Today's Star of the Week is NXT's Indy Hartwell. This Australian-born wrestler debuted in 2016 and garnered championships at several down-under promotions, including Battle Championship Wrestling, Newcastle Pro Wrestling, Riot City Wrestling. In the U.S., she's wrestled for Shimmer, Rise, Zello Pro, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, and many more. Hartwell is already making waves, joining Johnny Gargano's Stable The Way and making her Raw debut against Shayna Baszler. We can't wait to see what this impressive wrestler has in store. Follow her at Indy Hartwell and tell her Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, please shoot us your suggestions for future stars of the week. And don't forget to check out Label My Keys. If you're a hiker, a real estate agent, or just someone who wants extra peace of mind, Label My Keys is a perfect way to prevent lost keys or to help you stay organized. Visit labelmykeys.com and enter the code WWTALK for 50% off your order. Thank you, Sarah. I told you we're doing big things in 2021. We're getting there. We're getting there. 
What about Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> like, I need some keys. Um, yeah. So now I'm going to just present to you, like uh, as a Canadian bond, um, because I know you have your podcast, so you'll be announcing like who you're going to be signing with or who you've already signed with on your podcast. I'm just asking, again, as a fellow Canadian, that we be the second you know, like as soon as you drop, you let us know that like, hey, I've dropped. And so then I'm we can- I'm with you, that's cool. Okay. I will do it. I will send the email. I will let you know. Yes, that's all I, that's all I ask. <laughs> Just a little Canadian courtesy there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Canadian yeah. one. And you know, and then whenever you start that, the, the, the Canadian group chat, like, I mean, you know what I'll do? Because I know you're busy, like you're very busy. I'll create the list for you. And then we can, you know, I'll, I'll create the, I'll do, I'll literally do the admin stuff. I'll create the list. I'll send out the invites. Perfect. And like, there, it's there it is. It will happen. We can make this work. Together, I'm just say. <laughs> you build it. Exactly. exactly. It I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, um, for everybody who doesn't know, tell everybody where they can find you. And then also uh, tell everybody about a little bit about your podcast. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Real Taylor Wild. That's Wild with an E, like Oscar Wilde. Um, and you can find Wild On on every major podcast platform. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. We completed 28 episodes in season one. I'm currently on a little bit of a mental break as I am building towards my television debut uh i will be starting season two on january 20th and the first episode back is with my toronto homegirl trish stratus so that is wild on and that is wild with an e and you can find me on social media at real taylor wild wild with an e thank you thank you, thank you. wild with an e like sarah sarah with h sarah with no h fucking waste of life <laughs> I did ask the other day. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Who's this other Sarah in a chat I was in? And the guy's like, no, no, she's Sarah with an E. It's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine, Sarah. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. You get, you feel it. You feel my pain. And I'm May. I'm Emily May with an E, not a Y. Oh, God, it's such a waste of life. You just want to walk around with like a sign with an E, with an H, no H, no E. Oh my goodness. All right. Before we get out of here, let's find out where uh, we can find everybody. So Emily P, where can everybody find you? I am on Twitter at Emily of Pratt. Uh, Pratt's been like the same as Chris Pratt. Uh, and most of my writing right now is on uh, fanbyte.com, F-A-N-B-Y-T-E, in the wrestling section. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hopping on. We really appreciate it. And yeah, Emily you. May, no problem. And Emily May. <laughs> Emily May Heller on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. There you go. With an E. With an e. <laughs> and Sarah the Rebel. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? I'm Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Sarah's an H is God and the Bible intended it to have. Uh, and you can also find those sexy pictures TK uh, mentioned on my Patreon. Oh my God. Yeah, those pictures. They're like, there's some pictures that I see. And then I had to screenshot them as if Sarah didn't know that she put the pictures up. And I'm like, hey. Send them to me. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is, this is, you know, this is pretty high. 
And she <laughs> always like looking at it like, yeah, I put it up. I probably like yeah, knew this months like, ago. I thought it was you hot. Know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just want to let you know that I saw the picture to let you know that the picture was hot. Just well, now that I know so, why you do that, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going off the rails today. I'm sorry, guys. So, <laughs> first off, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on. Thank you so much, uh, Baby Taylor, for coming on as well. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, we have so many great things. So we have sponsors definitely to check out, like we said. Um, so we have uh, Clipper Ranks, which is a great sponsor. Um, Find My Keys, another great sponsor, and Goalie Nutrition, which is uh, there as well. If you go on our website at www.talkpod.com, uh, all that information is there. My name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. I just like the country, I guess. Just regular spelling. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for joining us. Without you guys, we wouldn't be the number one women's wrestling podcast on the planet. Till next time, guys. Ciao. Bye. 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 Say bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>